All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming in. Uh, this is our Captain Marvel review. There's not a lot to say apart from that. I am joined, of course, by Luke, Luke McLaughlin. How are you, Luke? I'm not too bad, mate. Pleasure yeah. to be back once again. Yeah, well, you're here most of the time now uh, as a regular of the First Time Films panel um, and as captain of the Marvel ship over oh, here, man. Don't me, that's not Stop. <laughs> Once again. Ah, yes, yes. Uh, also, we have Nathan Connor, one of the voices of the new podcast uh, on our, in our podcast family, Full Time Football, which will be debuting tomorrow. Nathan, how did you feel about the first episode we recorded? I think it went well once we found the first recording. <laughs> no, listen, listen, let's not let's not point elbows or, or name names here. You know what I mean? Like the, the clouds messed it up, but we managed to fix it eventually, so it's going to be a good show. And we're joined by someone new today to our panel. He is a student of film and television at Glasgow University, and he's also an actor as well. So he's ready to get into the analysis here. It's Aidan Dobson. How Hello, are you? how are you? I'm doing good. This is terrifying, yeah. but I'm doing good. <laughs> ah, it's no, it's no that scary. Like, we can't even see each other. Oh, I, yeah. keep po- I keep pointing to you when I'm doing introductions as though you're sitting around the room. <laughs> I don't know if that's the sign like I'm going mad. Or if I'm it's just like mind. an ash show. Well, so how many how much clothes is everyone wearing? Oh, um, fully dressed, so, just just for the podcast. You don't want the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm just back from a funeral, so I'm still in like uh, right, a I, like, some sort of I yeah, before, this, that, before this podcast dies in its arse, let's get into some <laughs> Marvel news before we <laughs> talk about Captain Marvel, because it broke late last night that James Gunn has been rehired by Walt, by Walt Disney to do Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Look, when we when we heard this news, like immediately we were both like, what the fuck, so happy, man. <laughs> uh, like, how buzzing are you to hear that he's back for Guardians Mate, 3? so happy. See, the fact that last week we were only talking about, was it was last week we were talking about Galaxy 2 and we yeah. were raging uh, still mm-hmm. about how he wasn't going in for three. Yeah. But see, just knowing that it won't be some absolute shite director <laughs> like David Ayer or something, it's just going to be classic. <laughs> just oh. knowing that security is, is oh, back man. to where it belongs. And I mean, I quite. As well, they threatened uh, Batista, threatened to leave. He did, know? didn't he? Because he was going to go to Suicide Squad 2, maybe, wasn't he? Aye, uh, Batista went if fucking back to WWE, thinking I'm, I'm no getting <laughs> this is it. This Guardian saying I'm going, I'm taking a paycheck at WrestleMania and bumping around for Triple H. Uh, Nathan, obviously, your thoughts in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two aside, we don't actually know where Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is going to be going to mm. after uh, we see Endgame. Mm-hmm. Nathan, Nathan, what do you think the story could be heading into this new Guardians film? What do you think James Gunn's going to do with it? I don't know. It all depends. And is it being confirmed if Gamora's going to be in it or not? Uh, that, I mm. think that's. I think that's the main question. Is where does the future lie with Gamora? Because mm. spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Infinity War, what the fuck have you been doing? But Gamora meets a very tragic death. Heartbreaking. <laughs> it is, and it's probably the most heartbreaking part of that movie. Aiden, do you think, like, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 could take on a sort of darker tone? I hate to say this, but everyone says it all the time. Is this going to be the Empire Strikes Back of the Guardians of the Galaxy? I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy is one of the few films that, like, properly uses colour in the MCU, I think. And I think it would be very difficult for that juxtaposition to just arrive <laughs> we're going to open with Gamora's funeral yes is how, is how the opening scene is going to go and it's just going to all go downhill from there thank um, 
but everyone seems to be in agreement. We're buzzing that James Gunn's back. So oh, let's hope God. that there's, let's hope no Republican guys on the internet today thinking surely there's more tweets that they haven't seen yet. <laughs> like, look at this Something again. more recent, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Who's checked his MySpace page? Come on, people. Yeah. Let's get the work done. Jesus Christ. But we're here to talk about Captain Marvel today. It is the 21st film uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's written and directed by Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck. Uh, it's a directing team famous for uh, sort of indie production, sort of uh, Mississippi Grind, uh, was one of them starring Ryan, uh, Ryan Reynolds and Half Nelson starring Ryan Gosling. Mm. Uh, this film stars Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, Samuel Jackson is back as Nick Fury, Ben Mendelsohn is in there again. We've got D. Mm. Gmon Honsu is back from Jules <laughs> uh, of the film. That's a big yikes right there. It's the guy who says who in Guardians of the Galaxy. Lee Pace is Ronan. Lashana Lynch is, uh, is here um, as uh, Maria Rambeau. Gemma Chan is Minerva. Annette Benning as Marvel slash the Secret Intelligence. Jude Law and Clark motherfucking Greg. I love that man. In the cinema, he's so good. It's set in 1995 and it's about an amnesiac. Um, it's currently grossing. <laughs> that's it. That's the entire film. <laughs> that's the plot. Five hundred seventy-five million dollars so far worldwide. Fancy. It's got it's seventeen. Yeah, seventy-nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes so far. Um, so quite not a bad score, sort of middle of the road. Mm. Look, you. Mm-hmm. I want you yes. to sort of. I want to focus on this because this is going to be the most important thing in terms of heading into Endgame. What did you think of Brie Larson's performance as Carol Danvers specifically? And are you excited to see more of her going forward? See, what I thought was, see when I went in, I was thinking she's going to be like Marvel Superman, like proper Justice League <laughs> Superman who comes in and just ruins the The film. lip is That's completely CGI. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she turned out to be quite like normal. Like, I think they... <laughs> For the film, mm. they underpowered her because obviously they have to have like a storyline. Um, but by the end, she was absolutely sensational. But I think going into Endgame mm. is going to be a lot different. I've heard a rumor that apparently she was affected oh. by the snap, and she's actually holding herself together, mm. and that's why it's going to be still a struggle to defeat Thanos. So I'm absolutely that, ecstatic that for Endgame, by the way. And it's only a month away. <laughs> that is a really cool. That Five weeks a, ago, I, I love that rumor, Nathan. When you first met. Carol Danvers in this movie obviously we don't know a lot about her and I think that put a lot of people off in the early stages because you're like we don't know a lot about her personality but no shit neither does she what did you think of her arc specifically in this film and did you find yourself liking the character more as the sort of film went on in terms of runtime? time I, I really enjoyed the way her arc went because at the start yeah. she was basically brainwashed by <laughs> Jude Law's character yeah, yeah, exactly. Big spoilers. I just, want, I, just want, I just want to say that the character names in this film are extremely hard to Yon Rog, or isn't say it? I remember. Yon Rog, Marvel. So I'm going to refer to them as a, a, Alien Man or Cat or whatever it is. And Gemma Chan. But you warmed you warmed on her as it went on, and obviously she breaks out of that brainwash thing, like you're saying. Uh, she kind of finds who she really is and all that, and then mm-hmm. kind of pieces together. Yeah. And then... um, Aiden, mm-hmm. Aiden, you're an actor. That's me. Uh, <laughs> was there a particular scene in this movie where you thought, yes, like Brie Larson like, has this role completely Oof. understands what she used to do as Carol? So the thing about this role, 
is I feel like just Carol Danvers as a whole concept, like Captain Marvel in the comics, she's just a bit stubborn, and like that, <laughs> you can really feel that going in. They were they were really struggling to work out whether <laughs> they were going to make her as annoying and stubborn as she can be in the comics, or if they were trying to make you know her the charismatic lead of the movie franchise going forward. Yeah. I mean, they're no stranger to changing these characters a mm-hmm. bit. They and they do play it to the actors, you know, strength. Strength. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like for me, it was the the flashback scenes that really got me. Um, mm-hmm. Just hooked on her, like because it it showed that uh, everything she did, it kind of justified everything she had done, even as an amnesiac. Like all her, yeah. um, you know, personality traits still came through, even though they were a bit more founded in the. Um, Flashback scenes, but yeah, um, yeah, everything. I like that. How that was, yeah, the whole you, you could see her personality that you yeah. saw in the flashbacks there in that performance, but they were just diluted a bit. Yeah, sort of muted down, and I like that. It's sort of a try to struggle against the brainwash yeah. sort of thing she had. Um, I like. I completely agree with like everything all of you are saying. I was afraid with Captain Marvel that they would try and make her the new. Robert Downey Jr. or something mm. like that. Like, I didn't want her to be coming out quipping all the time. And I like the sort of combination. That she still has that stoicness and seriousness. Yes. But it's more of a sort of, it's more of a playful and uh, less sarcastic sar- a bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's sarcastic, but in a sort of drier way than mm. Robert Downey Jr. And I, I really, I really enjoyed her character. That's one of the biggest positives for me coming out of this movie is um, I'm wanting to see more of her going mm. forward. In and MCU. I think, I do think that. Um, the Russos are going to do a good job, you know, handling her character. I think, totally. yeah, that may have been a bit of a struggle with this film. Like, first of all, it's the introduction. Second of all, two directors is always difficult when um, yeah. making a film. Like, the, the Russos have proved themselves time and time again, but um, yeah. I always think that, yeah, always a struggle to find the right balance of totally the, how it comes through in the final product. But yeah, especially if you're throwing them together. But obviously, Bowden and Flag they've been in directing teams oh, since yeah, I think sure. the year. The year 2000 looking back in their imdb mm. um to stick on the characters look the, the a, an absolute mm. ensemble cast here like i actually didn't <laughs> realize till i saw the movie how many big big names are in this who was your favorite of who was the best of the rest for you no it's weird right seeing a normal marvel film see since iron man you know yeah. what you're getting with mm. fury he's just kind of dry sarcastic just he wants to do a job he wants his wage he wants to go home and he wants to, the world saved that's all he wants but this Nick Fury's a lot different by the way he seems more mm. perky he seems more mm. happier to do what he's doing and I just found him and the cat yes. the best the what is the cat Steve Wait, do we know the Blaine. name of the, the cat creature goose. Well, goose yes goose goose the cat who's not a goose or a cat <laughs> I don't I just find that like see we Captain Marvel like she she was good in all the but I just feel like I don't know, like I've seen it before. Like, as you say with the Tony Stark like quipping thing, mm. I was like I've seen this. But even though it's a woman doing it now and she is good at it, I was like, I'm feeling mm. that I need something different. Also Marvel in the comics. Oh yeah. Is, I guess, Which, and I thought they, that made well. sense. Yeah. Was this the whole controversy um, about this? That like in the film before the film came out, it's yeah. about feminism mm. and this is why because I'm not sure what it is. I think the controversy came from comments that Brie Larson made at a press junket where she seemed to insinuate she said basically oh, everyone at this press junket uh, calling the shots is a white guy and mm. the way she said it some people took 
umbrage to by saying, oh, you should fire like half these people and half these people shouldn't be in a job. When in actuality, that's not what she said, but people seem to interpret her words differently than if you actually watch the video recording, that's what it said. Um, were you not a fan of the casting of Annette Benning, Luke? Is that what I'm picking up on? Or did you think she did a good job as Marvel slash Supreme Intelligence in this movie? No, she was class. I mean, like, it's hard to tell sometimes because, like, most of the time you see her as that kind of, what do they call it? Oh, the Supreme mm, Intelligence. Yeah. Like, is that? It's kind of not actual Marvel. It's just this woman. She never got much of her. But when the flashbacks from when she was, like, in the 80s with uh, Brie Larson's character, mm-hmm. which you call Carol Danvers, it's um, yeah. I forgot her name there completely. Uh, I, it was good. I mean, I, I mean, I was a, it's a huge cast, but it's what I expect from a huge twenty-first uh, Marvel film at this point. It's definitely like it's blown me away. But Nick Fury's kind of like, oh, fact, Samuel Jackson. He's now doing Nick Fury. I feel like Nick Fury yeah. was a lot different this time round than he was. Found him better. Yeah. Than and I want to get into some of the technology a bit later on when we talk about the visual effects of this movie. But Torres, you've been following these MCU movies since the first Iron Man. <laughs> I remember talking yes. to you about that back in 2008. Who was your favourite of the the returning? Uh, Marvel characters in this movie. Did you like Hugh Guy from Guardians of the Galaxy? Was it Clark Motherfucking Greg or like, Ronan the Accuser? Uh, who was your favourite of the, the returning cast in this uh, this instalment? It's a hard one because yeah. love Clark Greg, but I don't think he was in it as much. I he just yeah. kind of stoted about really. That's mm-hmm. all he really done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'd probably have to agree with mm-hmm. Luke and say. Samuel L. Jackson, just because I love Nick Fury. I think think he provides like the one-liners that just make you laugh (laughs) during it. Yeah, because usually he plays the sort of the, the straight man, but here he was like the sort of uh, the fool of like, the comedy relationship. You know what I mean? It was kind of like a, a buddy cop movie at times between Brie Larson and Samuel Jackson. Yeah, um, yeah. And I like that. I like that relationship. Aiden, I think I know what your answer is going to be. Uh, but who was your favourite of the of the new cast <laughs> that are in this film? Oh, I don't know. You, See, you can talk about Gemma Chan. I do love Gemma Chan. I do love her a lot. Yeah. I've loved it. I think we all need to remember the very best Doctor Who episode there is includes Gemma Chan, first of all. <laughs> Fair enough. I didn't um, know she was in Doctor Who. Yeah, she was in uh, Waters of Mars. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah, back in the day. Um, then, of course, she's been taken off recently. Humans, Crazy Rich Asians, classic. Yeah, she was great <laughs> um, in that, by the way. She was fantastic she was. in that movie. Um, yeah, she was. Sort of misused as Minerva a wee bit. I wanted more of that. A bit. She was cool as fuck. Like, I don't even know what it is. You know in movies, like, even in, like, Star Wars, you had Boba Fett, or you have, like, Darth Maul, mm. and it's these characters that just look cool as fuck. But it's you just never a haircut. Get, yeah, you never get anything with them. You're like, that'd be, like, a great toy, but I could see someone dressing yes. as that for Comic-Con. She had then... one great line. She did. She really had one great line um, towards the latter half of the film. Um, yeah. When, yeah, I'm not sure if we're <laughs> allowed to spoil it, but... Yeah, spoil, spoil um, it. Yeah, when... when... <laughs> Carol Danvers is like, oh, like you knew all this time. Like, is that why you never hung out with me? She's like, nah, I just didn't like you. <laughs> <laughs> she just delivers it with such blase, yeah. stoic, like, beauty. <laughs> yeah. And I'll, there was, there's someone else I want to talk about, and it is Ben Mendelsohn, uh, who basically, Fantastic. I love what they did with him here because of the example of using casting so well, and it reminded me in a weird way of casting Liam Neeson mm. in Batman Begins as, as mm. I'll go because you look at Ben Mendelsohn and he's known for playing just like that prick bad guy villain 
like he's done it recently in Rogue One, he did it in Ready Player One. You expect him to be the bad guy. So when he shows up in this movie, I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. it's Ben Mendelsohn. And it was the same way with Liam Neeson. He was used to playing like the good guy. Like Ben Mendelsohn, like, except he's Australian this yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. And I was, I was like, Ben Mendelsohn, okay, fine. Same thing again. Ben Mendelsohn's the bad guy. Here we go. And then even when he turned the good guy, I didn't fully trust him. Like, mm. I was like, he's going to be the bad guy. He's going to but be he the bad to, guy. Yeah, the, they still managed to use that in the character later on, just yeah. as a little bait and switch. And it was so good. And it's the, like this is kind of the same with Jude Law. Like you don't really see Jude Law in a sort of explicitly villainous role, which it mm. turns out to be. And that's one thing I, I want to touch on quickly. I love the way that they used. Uh, obviously, the Kree Skrull conflict has been a big part of the Marvel universe and the comics for a, a long, long time now. Mm. I like how they sort of mm-hmm. have subverted it here because it does remind me a, lo- a little bit, and this might be controversial we say, of the way we view sort of conflicts in the modern world. How they're reported, it seems to be, <laughs> right, this is the one clear good guy that you need to get behind and these guys are the bad guy, when it, it's always going to be more subtle than that. And I do mm. think this movie is trying to say that in a way. I think it's incredibly cleverly written that we sh- I do feel like in the future films, there will be a case of that are skills that are good and that are skills that are bad. Yeah, Kevin Feige said that, didn't he? And I think that's that's exactly the right way to go because like we say before, sometimes it's too easy. Like, I love Star Wars, but it's not always going to be be a division between Empire and Rebels. Like, you don't get that. You get good (laughs) people on one side who are good and bad and you get people on the other side who are good and bad, like you're saying. uh, Were you expecting that? Obviously, the Kree haven't exactly been portrayed in the best light in the MCU so far. Were you expecting them though going into this movie yeah. to be sort of the heroes of the story or were your <laughs> expectations met or subverted here? I mean I originally thought the key well though like it I didn't think I knew that Yon Rob was probably gonna turn his back and other but I didn't actually expect the scrolls mm. to turn out to be like helping out Captain I thought they would just be in the background yeah. like extra enemy kind of thing. Um, but I didn't expect the, how he needed up to what was it Marvel's mm. laboratory and you've seen the test of acting you're thinking yeah. oh, he's here for that and then you realise there's like those mini scrolls which by the way I was like what else the was but it comes out like his child comes out <laughs> and when the scrolls are like, <laughs> <laughs> yes yes those costumes really really stood out <laughs> just because it was so bizarre and such a weird that. moment yeah <laughs> yeah I love that though because it's like obviously if they need to transform into humans or if, mm. if that's like the only clothes they can get their hands on like that's pretty cool though like it's cool that, it's cool that he got like a full tracky it's not like bits and pieces mm. it's so 90s <laughs> it was a full <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of the 90s the music in this film's class oh, I just want to say that right here mm. uh, it's class but don't it's underused it's like no, no oh. used, well no overused but I think it's, at times are completely wrong because there's a bit, and it's like probably the best song in the film, but it's like when <laughs> Don't um, say. Captain Marvel's in like the super, uh, super yeah. intelligence and she's talking to her and come as you are comes up. I thought, that, yeah. I thought that was a bit on the nose, I will completely agree <laughs> yeah. with you. I will say the song that plays in the bar, Garbage, is uh, it, I only, I'm only happy when it rains. I've been listening to that like on loop since I've seen this movie. It's like, I've never heard that song before, but it's such a fucking jam. The uh, thing is, like, I only remember two distinct moments when 90s music was playing, <laughs> like, in yeah. that film. But, like, it, it didn't always feel as welcome as it did in um, the Guardians films, or even Thor Ragnarok, but, like, yeah. it just, yeah, it didn't stand out. 
I, I, in any way for me. I, I, agree, I agree with you both to a sense, and I do think the 90s references sometimes are a bit too on the nose. Like, even when the Stan Lee cameo comes, and I think it's Mallrats, the script for Mallrats that he's shooting <laughs> yeah. on the train. I'm not going to I'm not going to begrudge Kevin Swift that because he put up a photo of himself on Twitter pure crying with happiness that he was referencing a Marvel movie and I'm like <laughs> you know what fair play man like but like at the same time <laughs> have you seen Mulder as well? Yeah, like, yeah Kevin Smith has stuff. good movies like when it's no have you seen Tusk? Has anyone seen Tusk? No, nah. that's a that's a weird ass no, fucking movie, man. You don't want, I don't think you should watch it. But it's a weird ass <laughs> fucking movie. What uh, is I've critical in the past of de-aging technology yeah yes mm, really i have been very very critical <laughs> of it i in my review for rogue one back in the day um i was very scathing of the way in which uh you lost carrie that fisher, film yeah carrie fisher oh, don't get me started we could be here for days uh, i was very oh boy. i was very critical of the way that carrie fisher was uh using that movie i was very critical of the way in fact that they rebuilt uh peter cushion like for that film and de-aging technology in the past, even when it was used in Ant-Man um, for Michael Douglas, I was like, eh, I don't think you can get away from a full mm. movie with this. Torres, how fucking good, good did Samuel Jackson look in this movie de-aged? Like, uh, it was seamless, flawless. I know. You you honestly wouldn't have noticed it. Yeah. Like, it was that. Uh, I thought it was just a wig until I looked up after the mm. I thought it was just a good wig. The man's in his 70s. Mental, by the way. Guys... <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah. No, he is. No, he, he, not. Not. Uh, he only he, he filmed Pulp Fiction when he was like, he's like jelly in a sock now. He's a big bag of fat. Uh, he was nearly fifty <laughs> when he did Pulp Fiction. He didn't get famous to pure late in his life. Mm. It was crazy. See, that's mental. I don't know. It was just it was bizarre because like yes, he looked young, but um, I think... they de-aged two characters, but they chose the older physical, <laughs> like physically older actor to do all of the action scenes. <laughs> you know, they yeah. got one that's actively you know doing action scenes on tv yeah <laughs> but, but yeah <laughs> do you think it would have worked as well though if you swap clark Bay no it wouldn't because, because imagine both, that yeah. i want to get to the end of the movie and it's like yeah. if she comes back and it said of where's fury it's like where's Coulson? and i'm like well that's a well fuck. let's open that <laughs> let's, Joe. have you got six seasons to invest in him <laughs> because like, we do need to so i actually think uh, to go on agents issue for the minute is, is Coulson like actually like dead dead now well okay so season five <laughs> right <laughs> no so season five did end uh basically okay no season four ended because ghost rider was in it right with um hit with ghost rider sort of undoing all the things that yeah bring him back to life in uh the beginning and yeah so by the end of season five it's implied that this is it for colson right this is the very end and the season six trailer reinforces that but continues to have clark Gregg. <laughs> Potentially as a different character, no one really knows so, yet. So Coulson is Coulson bit the bucket. <laughs> okay, right. Okay, supposedly. So, R.I.P. Coulson uh, yet again. again. I think Coul- <laughs> Coulson's just one of the characters that I don't think will actually ever die. He just keeps coming back. Do you think mm-hmm. he's going to be the Stan Lee of the MC- in terms of? Do you think we'll just get a Coulson cameo and he'll be like the new Watcher from now on? <laughs> I think that's vicious. I know. Nah, I wanted to get into Stanley actually because obviously they had the tribute, the really nice tribute at the start of this movie mm. uh, to Stanley. It was his face and all his cameos and stuff like that, and the Marvel logo, which I was like, don't get me emotional right off the bat. That's what I was thinking. Oh. <laughs> like, I'm glad they filmed all the cameos for Stanley. Like, they've got like five, six, seven in the bag for him or something. Yeah, like that. I think. Well, I think that was back before. Mm-hmm. 
even Spider-Man uh, Homecoming even happened. Ah, so now we're so getting we're, towards the end of it. We're fine out. We're running out of Stanley Cameron yeah. as well. No, I actually not, enjoyed... Then, there's no current MCU film in production. So yeah. after Far From Home, I, I reckon that's it. I get told that they filmed uh, Captain Marvel has cameo, so you've seen that. Mm. And Endgame's one, right? Well, I was speaking to a friend about it this morning about Captain Marvel, and he was like, oh, I can't believe that they got like they digitally done Stanley's film. I went, no, that's real Stanley. He's like, his hair looks odd. And I'm like, do you think he wasn't real? And he's like, oh, no, because he never said anything. And he just smiled. It looks like if you Googled Stanley, the first picture that comes up, that's what they put on. Well, he did say he did say the, the true I mean? believer line. Yeah. But but that's something they could have did literally he? just lifted from all rats. I mean, now you've got me thinking. Look, now you've introduced a conspiracy theory to the table, and I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) They just released that information to the public way in advance. Yeah, I think just to make it tasteful. This is going to be the new "Did JFK get shot twice?" thing. Like, did Stanley actually appear in Captain Marvel, or was it (laughs) was it all hoax all along? Now I'm now confused. Uh, The effects in this movie, obviously brilliant. However. yeah, well, there's a bit in it. It's when she becomes like glowy, glowy Captain Marvel. At the I end. love it. <laughs> it's, it's 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 too much. It's a bit too much. Uh, no, it's before that. The best Dragon Ball movie we've got. She's um, you seen the trailer? And it's yeah, when she has mm. white eyes in the helmet. See, so as she has white eyes, yeah. it's fully CG. It's like that's the excuse, which is full <laughs> bahooky. It's it's falling falling out of the sky for me. Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's some of it's a bit too much, mm. but in a way, I kind of no like worse it than Black Panther because I think I was going to say I, the Black Panther end fight but, scene is a yeah. bit of a CGI mess to get through. Yeah, and I, I, I will movie. say I like this movie for the one thing that I say this movie does well for the MCU as a whole because obviously we need to think about this in the context of. It's basically at this point an episode in a TV show. Like you need to get it that way. And I like how this seems to serve as the the bridge, like the total complete bridge between Earth MCU and Space MCU. And I like how Captain Marvel completely yeah. fits into both of those sort of separate worlds because they've been set dealt with separate obviously have Thor's come here for this point the Guardians have met up with the Avengers but you've never really had someone who feels like they truly belong to both of them and I like how you've got Captain Marvel as a character who could mm. easily pop up in absolutely any fucking movie you, oh. <laughs> you want to bring her into if you want to bring her into Iron Man can't wait for her to be in Guardians of the Galaxy 3 <laughs> yeah do Should we be? think then? Uh, here's that. Here's I'll get you to put your money on the table. Now you've said it. Because <laughs> Torres brought up earlier on. Do you think the odds are over or under fifty percent? Captain Marvel, Car- Carol Danvers replaces Gamora as the fifth Guardian of the Galaxy. No. See, see, because nah. no, no in chance. the comics, it's Iron Man who's in the Guardians at one point, and I think that they're just gonna do the same thing. Yeah, and like replace <laughs> what Iron Man does. The Guardians are just as bad as the Avengers in the films. <laughs> I mean, currently, oh no, I don't think it's currently, but Venom yes. is in the Guardians of the Galaxy. From what I That's mean. mental. So, like, if you're going to go by the, the, the one, the I one that this iteration is best based off the Bendis um, run, yeah, specifically, yeah. I would prefer to have. Wolverine joined the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> I think that's how you reinvent that character. Uh, just to think only three up, for three more days, isn't it? Before the Fox. Um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 Aye. 
Rimmer has an endgame to post credit scene. Has somebody oh, I'm good. I'm good. Do you know what? I'm <laughs> broken. Like, it's Rudy. Let's <laughs> 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 do you know what I want to get in? Like, see, let's just like, fucking discuss this because we'll open the can of worms now. I am so fucking worried about the Fantastic Four. I completely get how they would fit into the MCU. Completely get it. You can easily tell that origin story and slip them in there, right? The X-Men, I am so yep. worried about. How... <laughs> I'm not going to lie, you're right. I went, I decided, I, I bottled it and I started Googling <laughs> it. Yeah, right good search try to find out who's seen what in Endgame, right? And I was like, I'm <laughs> desperate, right? And see from what I've heard, and it's a common theme of, apparently what happens in Endgame with the time travel and reality switching and changing, apparently they find out that Professor X used his powers to hide all the mutants throughout time. So you're going from Captain America era all the way up to now of nobody knowing that these no, mutants He had a fool <laughs> and they were... <laughs> Right, and I was like, no, it's so apparently a certain heavy Marvel character dies at the end of Endgame, and at the very end, I rolls in a wheelchair and somebody who's smoking a cigar, and I was like, oh, do you know what? I don't me. think I know you are like, I can tell from your reactions and the way you deliver that, oh, like, you know, know what else is happy. I don't think, I don't think it's the worst. At least it explains how no one knew they were there, you know what I mean? At but least also, it explains that. that explains why Black Widow might be like a huge <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, Black Widow's like just wearing the X Men's attire. That's that completely explains that as well. Mm. Um, I, uh, I just worried about it, and I'm worried about recasting as well. But anyway, is it Tom Hardy that? I can't. Can, Daniel Radcliffe was up there as well. That we was just, wild. We talked Can about that. A couple, I talked about that with Ed and Becca a couple of weeks ago, and we both agreed that that is the worst idea I think I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> like out, like out of everything, out of every idea, for it doesn't matter if it's movies or anything, just in life, it's the worst it's idea I've ever heard. It'd be part. Yeah. It'd be it would be part of bad part. It'd be the end of the MCU, Torres. Oh, speak. Sorry, speaking of David, we were talking about earlier in the week how Sony have announced. Yeah, as it's seven for more seven years. The, so, seven years. Um, so you know how there's like this real no rumor, but it's because at the end of Venom. It said within another universe, and it was a trailer for Spider Verse. So they're saying at one point there's going to be like a jump of universes. So it's too example, much. Tom Holland will jump universe to see Venom, right? I've got an absolute feel that this is how Sony are going to get around it, and they're going to introduce absolute shite characters into the MCU. And we're going to Listen, have a the thing is, when you get into yeah multiverse, it just becomes too complex, and you have to be like, oh well, they don't have a home here. Well, every time they do it in the comics, it becomes it's a like a fun mm. idea at first. You go, oh, okay, like for example, in the nineties, yeah. Marvel and DC crossed over, and it made, it didn't make, and yeah. it, it made like a third universe where Marvel and DC characters mm. combined together. Yeah, and it was terrific. I, I just think so that bad. And I said this to you the other day. Look, Sony is the luckiest fucking studio right now because I do not believe that they have a clue mm. at all what they're doing. Mm-mm. I think they just do things. They're, no. they're honestly the most chaotic studio on the planet. You've seen some of the email chains that came out a couple of years ago, and it's like, what a great idea it would be to combine the men in black and 21 Jump Street. And I'm just like, you're just throwing shit at the wall and hoping it sticks. And the... No, no, that's not even the worst. And what the fuck? <laughs> Apparently, oh. she was a shoot agent. 
And this was this was when um, this is Andrew Gunn. Oh, I love Sally Fields, man. But like, no, <laughs> no, don't give me that. No, so, nothing to do with Spider-Man. Oh, then, but just but that's. Like, I want you to sound like these ideas in. all sound bad. Jumanji 2 sounds a terrible idea. Oh, Shouldn't no. have worked and they managed to... I, I enjoyed the movie like, for what it was worth. But there's going to be a third one. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll watch it. I'll watch it now. I, like, mm. I resent giving my money to Sony and the fact that they managed to get luck out. Venom sounded a terrible idea. No villain movie on its own actually works. And from what I've heard, it was average. You know what I mean? So it didn't fail. Leave them a mm. ton of money, and I just don't understand. And I've seen this, and I think Sony are just going to get too big for their boots, and I'm worried as well that they're going to uh, get their fingers in this the, the MCU pie mm. a bit too much. Is this Amy? <laughs> I hate Amy Pascal and all. Like, no offense, right? To her, but like, she just comes across as an idiot. Like, yeah. whenever she speaks. Should, I oh. see if when Homecoming came out and yeah, if I came, <laughs> probably getting interviewed and they were like, oh, it's been part of the grander MCU. So I can't remember what it's on about. She's like, yes, Venom. Jumped in and went, yeah. no, Yeah, <laughs> I think what? that like if you replace uh, Kevin Feige with Larry David and play the, uh, the Curb and Your Enthusiasm music over that trailer, <laughs> it completely fits <laughs> in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it just completely fit into the show. Uh, back around to Captain Marvel, I want you to sum up everyone's overall thoughts and give it mm. a one score just now. So look, we'll come mm. to you first. Give us uh, your overall thoughts in Captain Marvel and a score out of 10. I went in thinking it was going to be bang average your normal origin story, but see because, I don't know if it's because she was a woman, and it was fresh, it was different, and <laughs> she's kind of cool as fuck. I'm going to give it like, Ooh, a solid 8. Nice 8 out of 10. Nice. Also, by the way, like, I'm going to say the other two. Truff doesn't record the, record the scrolls. The scrolls <laughs> mean nothing. <laughs> uh, we discussed this all last week. Um, he's, I, I said to him, do these mean anything? He says, you could score out a 9, I don't care. I'm so going to give it a starfish out of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your answer? I think because it's like, if you think about it, it's only the third uh, real origin story outside of Ant-Man and Doctor Strange that we've had since phase one. Yeah. Um, and I'd say that it does the origin story a lot better than Doctor Strange. Um, and honestly, the whole 90s pandemic, you know, having Annette, Annette Benning and Samuel L. Jackson, uh, very much, you know, as 90s super, uh, big critical darlings. <laughs> yeah. Um, it worked very well to pander some nostalgia, but not too much. So, yeah, solid 8 out of 10. Okay. As well. Nathan, do you agree? I agree. I think overall, I enjoyed the movie. Mm-hmm. And it kind of tied everything together. It kind of was no left unanswered through other movies, but it just kind of tied everything back to in, in between the earth. Yeah, like definitely. And like the Guardians. So okay. I think it all kind of ties it into a nice wee neat bow. Mm-hmm. Is it well? A nice Rambo. You're going uh, for an 8 out of 10 as well? Uh, I'd get an 8 out of 10. I'm going to give it a nice 6 out of 9. I'm thinking that. I think that I walked in thinking it was going to be a, a good Marvel Origin movie, and I walked out thinking that was a good Marvel Origin movie, like they said. <laughs> I'd probably, I would probably put it in par with the first Thor, which I personally mm. really enjoyed. I probably enjoy that movie a lot more than most people, mm. so it's not a slight. Uh, it's just and, so Shakespearean. <laughs> yeah, it's all with Kenneth Branagh directing it. Of course, like, of course it's, mm. <laughs> I. I enjoyed what they did with the politics. We didn't talk about the character Maria Rambo. Or I actually thought she was really good as an emotional centre in the movie. Um, See, when she was like 
I know we're just going back to that, but it's like when they showed you flashbacks of her yeah. and Carol mm. on the planes, and I was like, there's pure force in this. Oh, you're my best friend. We do these fan <laughs> moments. Yes, but it's like, I was thinking pure force. And then later on, when you see her, when they're sitting at the table, like you, you then realise, like, oh, they were kind of best friends. Yeah. They were both, like, going through it together. And I thought they were just going to, she was just going to be a throwaway character. Speaking of, by the way, her daughter mm. Photon. Good old Monica. So she actually gets well that's what it's building up to isn't it this whole time travel stuff um you got possibly scott lang's daughter you got um in the trailer kate bishop, kate bishop. or someone's equivalent maybe just his daughter yeah because he's been you know trapped at home for yeah. two years and it's like i don't know <laughs> hannah baker from sure. 13 reasons why uh, Thanos, welcome to your tape yeah <laughs> <laughs> I thought yeah, I, I thought you actually. Yeah, she's gonna come out of me. She's been the defeat for Thanos. Thanos. No, the actress, the actual Anna Baker rises. It's gonna be Clay. It's gonna be Clay from Thirteen Reasons Why who saves the day just with a fucking confused look in his face the entire time. I hate. I just want <laughs> oh, Thanos. This is your team. Has the most punchable face in TV. But anyway, I'm oh. the version a wee bit. Um, I love Maria Rambo. Like I say, she was the emotional center, and I really did feel those scenes where when the two of them were together. I like hmm. the 1990s references at times. I like I liked uh, Ben Mendelsohn with the Pop Fiction Cup, for example. However, mm. at times I did feel it was kind of just a bit forced and shoehorned in. Like mm. I get why you have a crash in a blockbuster, but at the same time, I was sort of like, eh. that was yeah, a bit much. You know, <laughs> it was uh, fun in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, um, good villains, interesting motivations. Wasn't like clear cut good or evil, and I think to introduce that into the Marvel universe is a positive. Yeah, that's all I have to say. Speaking of, by the way, Yon Rogue's no dead. I just want to point out. Yeah, because, like, well, the rumours are sequel discussion to Captain Marvel, but the sequel will take place still before the timeline of the MCU. Mm. And you're going to have, like, because don't forget, like, Ronan's hanging about and he's like, I'm coming back for. Uh, I just, I did, her. yeah, I just didn't care for that little bit. Oh, I'm just like, like I'm just like, we don't need more Ronan because I was going ready to give him every fucking chance with this movie and then remembered how fucking boring he is. <laughs> yeah. I remember seeing our, our yeah. first Guardians review. I haven't seen that. You were shouting at Jack, like doing totally <laughs> pace. I was like, yes, I, mean, do I, I was, I was all, I was all in for the pace. However, uh, <laughs> I remember that the pace is incredibly slow. So, like, uh, mm. nah, we're not doing that anymore. No more pace. I can't get invested in a character that I know. Died <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so good. You're just looking at him the entire time and thinking, you know, what I'm doing was from a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to figure out, soon you see them at the end, you're like, there's something different about you, and I'm like, is that actually Pace, or is that different? Turns out, no, it's different, he's not yeah. doing <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't have the face pain. Oh. Um, and I, I think I that, thinking, oh my god, I don't know, I don't know the significance of the face pain, maybe someone could tell me it, but I think it does have some meaning. Like, it's some sort yeah. of warrior thing, tribal, I don't know. Um, like, getting created, so, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm not happy if he comes back for a sequel of Captain Marvel. I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> well, be ready to be unhappy, I think he is. Always a joy coming on here, Trump, I love it. <laughs> I think he definitely is. Well, listen, we're going to wrap up uh, there today. It was, uh, mm. it was fantastic having you. I really, Thank I really you. Yeah. enjoy it. Uh, look, um, you'll be back, obviously, for the pitch battle show that we'll air after this comes out. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you enjoy the event overall? 
Oh, it was class. It was a great night had by all. Yeah, good. Lots of laughs. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. A good. Nearly a disaster, but lots. Of oh, laughs. I still think it's a disaster, but we had lots of laughs. <laughs> Torres, uh, full-time football uh, debuts tomorrow. Yes. Uh, what What do you want to say to the people? Get a listen. It's a good laugh. Get to hear McCann's beautiful voice introducing yeah. it. So. Hi. We are the people. Uh, That's what I mean. <laughs> and you discuss everything from the Scottish International uh, team selection, the SPL uh, season so far, and also the Champions League and Europa League draws that just happened. So there's a lot to talk about. And also, McCann tells the same story, which feels like 11 times about a small club in Germany that he visited. So if you're interested oh, in no, that, and anyway. It's, it's Austria. You'll get him annoyed now. <laughs> <laughs> Aiden, gonna have to hear it again now. <laughs> Aiden, it was great to have you here. Uh, oh yeah, this, thanks for having Captain, me. This Captain Marvel review. Um, what's your favourite movie of all time? Ooh, wow, my favourite. Wow, yeah, <laughs> that's a lot. Um, probably, uh, maybe Fantastic Mr. Fox. I think. Oh, interesting, interesting. Maybe we'll get you back on if we do go down the Wes <laughs> Anderson route uh, mm. down the way, or if we do Your Name, which is a film I know both of us love extremely much. But I'm a big old nerd. Oh, it's so <laughs> fucking good. It's the best anime film I've ever seen in the play. <laughs> Listen, guys, we'll catch you next time. Listen to Full Time Football tomorrow, and our Pitch Battle show will be out in the next week as well. So thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. <laughs>